Welcome to Campfire Football. This is episode 35. It's February 18th, Thursday. Just had two days of Champions League return, which was fantastic. So I'm going to go ahead and do this little midweek recap. Just go over these four Champions League games because I went ahead and wrote some checks with my mouth and decided to give my opinion on who I thought would go through. And I think it's an interesting thing to check in on where we're at on this. Currently, the Europa League games are being played. There's some interesting stuff going on there, but it's still so early in the competition to really look for who the favorites are. Man United just absolutely ripped Real Sociedad apart, 4-0. Lille and Ajax are at halftime right now. It's 0-0 there. Granada are beating Napoli. Tottenham won 4-1. There's some interesting things going on. A lot of teams playing well. So that one, we still have to wait. But it will be interesting to pick it up around the next round to start seeing who we think might end up where. But for the meantime, let's focus on the Champions League. The first game that I want to talk about is the Leipzig-Liverpool match. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say I called it. This one in the Barca-PSG game Tuesday. At the end of the day, I felt good about my predictions. I said that Liverpool would go through. I said that PSG would go through. At this point, I think I'm going to be right about both of them. Liverpool, really, what they just needed to do was play their game. You know, go toe-to-toe with Leipzig in every way that they do. And then just not make any glaring big errors. And Liverpool are good enough side that they will capitalize on a few if you give them any. Right? And that's exactly what happened. Right? Sabitzer, Mukiele, two horrible mistakes, really. They, they just kind of, they just made the whole thing uh just slip away for Leipzig. I mean Leipzig were at nil-nil, every chance of playing in the match and getting something out of it and having something good to hang on to for the return leg. But you know, you capitulate from two really bad errors in a short space of time and Liverpool are professional enough that that even without their full lineup, even without everyone that they need, they will be able to see this out. I think unless Leipzig are able to come into the second leg, nick an early goal, and make things weird, I think Liverpool are going to handle this all the way through. It goes to show you how, you know, Allison, who played very well, you know, Jordan, the back line, Jordan Henderson played well, Kabak played well, you had the outside backs playing well, and the front three firing goals. Liverpool are still a genuine force for any competition. Now, do I think they'll win the Champions League? I don't. I don't think they have the depth and reserve at this point. But anyone who thought that that Leipzig would mop the floor with them, yeah, no. So Barcelona against PSG. Now, it was a great start for Barcelona. I mean, Messi scores a penalty, and and they, they came out you know, really energetic. And PSG kind of looked like, you know, we're going to back off. We're going to take the pragmatic approach. But after about 25 minutes, it was so clear which team was going to be growing in the game and which team was going to have to be hanging on at the end. And you basically said to yourself, well, if Messi isn't going to score another goal or two, this is going to end up with PSG either winning or drawing. Kylian Mbappe's first goal was, I think, the best of his three. The finish on the third is terrific. Poacher's finish on the second. But the first goal... To literally go around someone eight yards from goal and smash it in the roof of the net, that is exceptional. So, Kylian Mbappe goes ahead, puts on a show, lets down a generational marker. It looks like Barcelona are completely finished as a club, you know, or at least are going to have to go through a huge rebuild, obviously. 
and that it just really did look like this is probably the last time Leo Messi plays a Champions League game at the Camp Nou. I mean, it really, really looks like it. This is not a squad that they are going to be able to tweak and add a couple pieces to to make them Champions League contenders. Leo Messi wants to win a Champions League before he's done. He's 34. He's gone. I, I cannot see any way in which he stays at Barcelona because they're going to get outclassed by anyone they play in the next round anyway, if they were to have gotten through. And now that's completely finished. You can also see how it's coming apart at the seams. PK and Griezmann yelling at each other. And this was this was pretty ugly. Anyway, in the end, PSG, they just controlled the opening of the second half, picked Barcelona apart. The counterattacks were ruthless. And yeah, I mean, honestly, I think this is a really, really interesting time to look at Barcelona and the way they're going to have to rebuild. They've got some good young players, but there's so much disharmony. And the older guys, I mean, PK got absolutely bolted. I'm talking Usain bolted by Kylian Mbappe. It was just embarrassing. So that was a really, really interesting thing. Like I said, I called PSG. I think they're going to easily walk through the second leg without much of a problem. I don't care what Messi comes and does. The other people around him aren't going to be good enough to hold back the rest of these players. We move on to Wednesday, Dortmund against Sevilla. Now, this really surprised me. Both matches on this day surprised me. I picked the wrong the wrong winner. Um, we'll see what happens in the second legs. Both are definitely still alive at one goal margins. But wow, Dortmund. I mean, Sevilla took a took a 1-0 lead from a deflected goal. It was a little bit lucky. But because of how inconsistent Dortmund are in games, you just wondered, are they going to turn it on at any point here? Is it, Are they going to create some kind of momentum for themselves to get back into this? Because if they don't and they're drab, they'll concede again. And then this is really a, a long shot for them. Instead, in the space of what's 10 minutes, they went ahead and just flipped the game completely. Erling Holland, yeah, inspired by killing Mbappe, not my words, his. Yeah, it uh, was good to score goals. Uh... I love Champions League, and uh, when I saw uh, Mbappe score the hat-trick yesterday, I uh, got free motivation, so thanks to him, and, uh, and uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a nice evening. You are, well, you are in challenge with Mbappe? No, 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 I saw, I saw Mbappe yesterday, and he scored, uh, he scored some nice goals, and I got, I got the free boost from him, so, uh, yeah, it was nice. He was exceptional. His assists were unbelievable. The first goal was the, his, the assist, I should say was incredible. I mean, he nutmegs a guy, three guys around him, gets gets out of a crowd in the midfield, out on the touchline, brings it inside to Dahoud, who, wow. I mean, Dahoud really did impress me with the shot. I had to take a couple looks to see if the goalkeeper maybe let it go through his arms somehow, but no, that was a rocket. Looked like unsavable, and it was just a very good goal. And then it got them started. The second goal, the defense backs away. Erling Holland goes into the midfield, picks it up, and just runs straight at them like a bullet train. Does a little one-two and has an excellent finish. And again, when a guy's running at you like that, you're less likely to go. And so you can see how the goalkeeper maybe could have gotten there, maybe couldn't. But he certainly chose not to really go 100% into it and get involved in a 50-50 with the Norwegian giant. Uh, the final goal... Really, really good to, to nick the ball in the midfield. Lightning quick counterattack. And when Marco Royce is going up, I'm sitting there going, well, don't, I mean, you have to play it to Holland. You play it to Holland, you probably score. You play it to Daoud, who knows what happens. 
But I was also really surprised that the Sevilla defenders didn't force the ball to go to Dahoud or for Royce to take the responsibility himself. Instead, they left Holland as the best option. I just don't understand the point of that. I think you've got to cut off the danger man and the ball and then hope that the third guy's just not quite good enough. In that situation, it's obviously difficult. But all of a sudden, they're 3-1 down, Sevilla. And for them to get a goal back late, Nigel DeYoung gets one of his typical sort of tap-ins or whatever, you know, finishes from close range on a cross. And that makes it interesting. So we'll see. Because Borussia Dortmund, I've watched them many times this season in games, play very badly for 30, 40 minutes, and then have to try and play catch-up. And there's some games where they don't end up scoring the two, three goals necessary to come back. They just fall apart. So we'll see what happens. There was a really, really interesting narrative that was brought up. Um, I was watching this on Fubo TV, which most of the games are in Spanish on TUDN or Universo. And so the commentary was in Spanish. And I mean, I understand Spanish. So one of the things they were saying is that the physicality of the Spanish teams seems way below that of any of the other leagues. And that this is one of the reasons why these teams from Spain look great on the ball, they're technical, but they get ripped apart. Also, an important thing to note is the average age of a lot of these teams. I think Sevilla's average age was 29 and Dortmund's is like 22, right? Jude Bellingham's on the field. He's 17 years old. So, and the only people for Dortmund that raise the age are people like Emre Chan and, you know, Mats Hummels but, and Marco Royce. But the, there's a huge amount of the core of the starting lineup that's around 20 years old. Not the case with a lot of these Spanish outfits. And they're getting ripped apart in a physical way by teams. They're getting beaten in counterattacks, overpowered in the midfield. And the total possession-based game is maybe starting to phase out into a slightly different type of football. This is the way the game evolves. So it's really interesting. And to back that up, Juve, we know that they have a pretty old squad. And it's not a fast, dynamic, powerful team. Well, they were beaten by a... A very powerful, strong, somewhat younger Porto side. Actually, much younger Porto side. And the youth, physicality, speed of play. Juve just didn't look like they were going to really trouble um, Porto very much. It seemed like maybe it would build from Porto starting to feel like, oh gosh, we're 10 minutes from winning a game against Juve. Which sets us up for the next leg. They probably start to drop in and invite Juve forward, and then Juve gets confidence and start to look good. Yes. In the end, Chiesa scores a goal that it kind of felt like that was sort of going to happen at some point. The quality would shine through. But the reality was that there was not much grit anywhere. The defending for the second goal was just weak, and the first goal that Juve gave up, Betancourt, I don't know what you think playing out of the back means, but it does not mean throw your goalkeeper under the bus. What are you doing? Play the guy a three-yard ball when he's standing in a six-yard box. Clear it. I don't care what you do, but just don't give it to your goalie there. It's mindless stuff to do two minutes into a into a game, and then two minutes and 20 seconds into the second half, they're down 2-0. So we'll see what happens with UVA. I still think that they'll get through because I've seen performances from them this season that have been top, top draw. Not enough. But they also have the experience to find a way to get a goal in this game, chisel Porto down, invite them, hit them once or twice on the break, and then and then clean it up. So we will see what happens. I still believe that Juve will go through. But I have to say, I think Sevilla are not. I actually think Dortmund are going to prevail in this one, and that's going to be one where I am incorrect. 
All right, well, a little short, short episode I wanted to get in here about these Champions League recaps. I will be doing a little bit of a Europa League recap, and I also want to mention an incident that recently happened in the English League, not in the Premier League, I think it was League One, where a referee was quite clearly being verbally you know, confronted by players, and he just got right into their face, and uh, like sort of as if he was going to headbutt them. And there's a big, big furor going on, a lot of debate going on about this referee and whether he massively overstepped the line. I want to provide my opinion on that, and uh, I will do that tomorrow. All right, everyone. Thanks for stopping by. Champions League's back. It's so much fun. Next week, there's going to be some tasty affairs. Enjoy. Have a good one, guys.